you have to think about your listeners as not someone on a spreadsheet, but someone that's walking on Main Street. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. You can go ahead and push your 12 or 20 in a row if you want to, but if that's what they wanted, then they could get a thousand in a row anytime they want to on YouTube Music or any other platform. Brand With On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Ryan Wright is a radio veteran. He's been very successful, serving as a program director and operations manager, a VP of programming. And now he heads his own firm, the Wright Media Group, where he has focused on building alliances with scores of stations in the US and Canada. He's found that talent coaching is of a premium importance and the key to radio's ratings and revenue growth. He's watched his stations become leaders in their markets, implementing this special focus of his, which makes him the perfect guest for us. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome Brian Wright. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Wow, thank you. What a, that's one of the nicest intros I've heard in a very long time, but I definitely appreciate it. And it's a privilege to uh, be in the midst of you two guys, the wonderful radio veterans who I'm looked up to for many, many years. So thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> and if bullshit were concrete, you'd be I-95. But seriously, thank you. You recently gave a shout out to what you called one of the most interactive radio stations in the nation. And they've got good ratings too. So can you tell us more about that station how they're doing, and exactly what it is that they're doing so right. Yeah, I think the important thing I'm talking about, uh, you're referring to WCSG here in Grand Rapids. I tout them as probably the most interactive radio station that I've ever been involved with, or maybe even heard, where the truth is they're listener-centric, not just in thought, but in deed as well where we realize that a radio station that can connect emotionally with the people that they're trying to serve and the people that they're targeting, if they can actually do that and highlight them and focus on them and actually interact with them as sort of the social media leaders of the airwaves, then wonderful things happen. Radio personalities themselves, why, you know, they don't all have to have the big booming voices and huge theatrical experiences to create a wonderful listening environment. But they do have to know how to interact with listeners and then they become the stars of their show. And by the way, this is a non-commercial Christian contemporary radio station where we have a team in the mornings, middays and afternoons. And we spend 80 to 90% of our time within talent collaboration and coaching of how to connect emotionally with the listener and not just mechanically. So we beat the big country station in town, 12 plus. Mm -hmm. uh, the only station we didn't beat was the highly politically charged news talk station here in Grand Rapids. So we beat them all. And it's not the first time we've done that, but we're doing it not by smoke and mirrors or tricks or anything like that, but just good old fashioned, let's really make the listener the star of the show. 
As in, you hear a listener interactive at least four times an hour. Great stuff, Brian. Here's a question that we ask all kinds of media thought leaders like you. And interestingly, Brian, we've never gotten the same answer twice. So from your vantage point, when you first check out a news station, what things tell you that they get it? And what are some of the things that indicate the station or cluster might really be in trouble? Yeah, you get to learn, like, what are the nuances? What are the traits of a radio station that gets it, could get it, or don't get it, and maybe won't get it. And I'll start with the latter, where they they just, you know that there's something wrong. Right off the bat, the first thing that is missing is a lack of effective branding of the product. They're doing a lot of assuming that people know who they are. It's almost like they don't understand the need for people to know who they are, and top of mind awareness. And also an extreme lack of personality development. And sometimes it's exactly in the opposite direction, where it sounds like the personalities themselves have been intentionally throttled back. And when you combine these two things, they're just not going to get very far and certainly will not provide any type of return on investment for the people and businesses that team with them financially. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's striking. And I think right now in today's world where we're learning through uh, all of the right media group focus groups that people are looking for companionship more than ever before right now. They've been mm-hmm. locked down within COVID. They love their house and their family, but man, they just really feel like they just need to have more companionship without any strings attached. And who fits that any better than someone behind a microphone at one of these great radio stations across the country. Right. And it, it's huge. I don't think most people understand programmers and managers across the country, how powerful they could really be if they focused more on talent development. The personalities are the mortar that holds the bricks together, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, you said it a thousand right. times. Right. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that the personalities are the bricks right. today. And the music is the price of admission. It's the welcome mat, so to speak. And it's quintessential that it be perfectly accurate as much as possible. But the people who seal the deal, the individuals that have return occasions created by what they do and say are the personalities. And we need to spend more time with them in order to provide a much better product for today's radio user. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I mean, look how well the no host award shows are doing, right? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, what a great yeah. idea that was. Uh, yeah. So, Brian, following up on your talent development concept, obviously you've been involved in a lot of on-air performers and those who manage them, helping them get along. What are some of the traits or characteristics that demonstrate that a person has potential? And what are some of the warning signs that a candidate may not be the right fit? Well, talent coaching is always a series of repetitive events. And growing up on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin, I became a a Green Bay Packer fan quite rapidly. And the first two games I ever watched happened to be the first two Super Bowls of which they won. It was was 30 years later that Brett Favre came along. So I became a fan of his. And I was watching an NFL Films special one time about Brett Favre after he'd been a three-time MVP And it was mini camp and he fumbled the snap. 
And Coach Holmgren said right away, Brett, you got to, you, you're pulling out too fast. You got to take your time. And, blah. and I go, I wonder how many times Favre has heard that since right. Wee football, thousands of times. So that gave yeah. me an object lesson in coaching. So generally, right off the bat, it's very easy to tell if someone has the potential to be a really good radio personality if, that's a capital if, if they're willing to listen. And when I say that, that's already having set up the fact that, look, I'm here to be your number one ally. I'm not another boss, another layer of judgment or any of those things. My job is to make you the very best that you can be so that you generate the numbers that we want and what you want. And sometimes I have to convince people, if, if they're willing to listen, to do some things they may not be aware of or may not want to do in order for them to become what they've always wanted to be. Then I know if they're going to be great or if they're not. And it doesn't matter the level of experience they've had. It only matters what they're willing to do right now. I can't do anything about what they've heard in the past. I can only influence what they do in the future. Oh, great point, Brian. Talking about online skills for a moment, how do you see the old school radio job descriptions evolving and what things should radio broadcasters be fluent in doing, especially those who started before online was such a big deal? Yeah, I, I think those uh, who are technically challenged in that area need to become really good friends with someone who's an expert in that area so they can help them, coach them, develop them, and even sometimes do the things for them. But the one main thing that I want to bring out in all of this is that you'll be most successful with your social media platforms if you look at it in one very specific way, and that is to always use your social media to accentuate your terrestrial broadcasting audio product. That's what we are. Mm -hmm. That's who we are. Then you will succeed beyond your wildest dreams. So what do you say to those who just want to have jukeboxes? You can go ahead and push your 12 or 20 in a row if you want to, but if that's what they wanted, then they could get a thousand in a row anytime they want to on YouTube music or any other platform, you know? Oh, great point, Brian. Talking about online skills for a moment, how do you see the old school radio job descriptions evolving and what things should radio broadcasters be fluent in doing, especially those who started before online was such a big deal? Yeah, I, I think those uh, who are technically challenged in that area need to become really good friends with someone uh, who's an expert in that area so they can they can help them, coach them, develop them, and even sometimes do the things for them. But I think, in, the, in other words, if you don't know how to do these things, you have to find out or have somebody do it for you. But the one main thing that I want to bring out in all of this is that you'll be most successful with your social media platforms if you look at it in one very specific way, and that is to always use your social media sources and platforms to accentuate your terrestrial broadcasting audio product. That's what we are. Mm -hmm. That's who we are. And if you use those pl other platforms to bolster and to enhance what you're doing on the air, then you will succeed beyond your wildest dreams. However, if you're using your radio platform to simply boost up 
Facebook's numbers or any other platform, then you're missing the entire point of what radio is all about. And uh, so many radio stations, you've heard this before, where they'll come on, hey, this is WXYZ $10,000 giveaway. Go online to WXYZ.com to find out how. Right. Well, that's purely mechanical. There's, you're not selling any of the sizzle or the emotional benefit of it. And most people listening to that type of a radio station or most others uh, listen 80 to 90% of the time while traveling. And, the, you know, they're not going to 20 minutes later go and look this thing up, you see. Right. So uh, it's, it's hard to imagine. It's just easier to manage these things. Think about the things we've talked about thus far talent development, coaching. It takes time getting the music accurate. It takes time uh, coaching talent. Boy, you have to know, you have to be able to isolate these minutia points to get them to go from good to great. It takes time and it's just easier to manage. If you say, shut up, <laughs> just give the email address and play lots of music. Well, you can go ahead and push your 12 or 20 in a row if you want to, but if that's what they wanted, then they could get a thousand in a row anytime they want to on YouTube music. Exactly. So realizing that there may still be fewer jobs in traditional broadcasts, things do seem to be starting up at least a little bit as we maybe put the pandemic behind us a bit. So with that in mind, what one piece of advice might you offer to any person applying to a new position? Yeah, I, the first thing I would do is anybody they could possibly get in contact with through networking, that's a number one step where they would call myself or either one of you, Dave or Kipper or, or, or anybody that they know to be able to open a door. And then the message that they need to bring to the general manager or the program director. Remember, the program director right now is a little jumpy because he, he or she doesn't know if they really are going to be able to bring people on. So I would recommend a direct connection to the general manager and then expressing to them what they excel at. If they can excel on creating deeper emotional connections with their listeners, driving more revenue for the radio station, and and possibly bringing up the fact that they want to do this so badly that they want to go out with the account executives and meet face-to-face -face with advertisers and people that they can partner with promotionally, all to generate a great return on investment for the clients and to also create a great listening experience. Because as you guys know, this is show business. It's both show and business. And they do seem opposite of each other, but done correctly, it can provide miraculous results. Yeah. And as Mr. Martin has often told me, there can be art in commerce and vice versa. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you don't look, I think that's one of the missing ingredients of really good radio personalities that if they could just really get fine tuned into how to monetize these things and be an ally towards that, you know, you have three client groups that you need to please in order to maximize your potential. And those client groups are obviously your listeners, your advertisers, but there's a third one that most everybody misses. And that's the hallways of the radio station. Right, right. You know, if you can't win in those three groups, the enemy's not outside the gate. It's within the gate. It's not easy, but it's well worth it. All right. We are with Brian Wright. It's all kinds of insights there. 
Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. And please spread the good word about Brand With On Demand. You'll help master the art of making great radio brands by sharing it with others, too. And then creating the online brand with strategies that can help your career grow. And speaking of sharing, we now have some new social media outlets. We're on Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn, Twitter. And you can share your thoughts there as well as connect with other people. And we'll be posting some news here and there that you may have missed elsewhere. That's Brandwith Plus, one word, P-L-U-S, Brandwith Plus, on social media. We hope to see you there. Coming up, Brian shares some things he knows now he really wishes he knew way back when he started. Hi, I'm Jeff McCarthy, Vice President of Programming for Duke Wright's Midwest Communications. I'm Tony Larino from Throwback Nation Radio. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Hey, I'm Bailey, Program Director for KOSP and Midwest Family Broadcasting in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, my name is Jonathan Schaefer. I'm the Program Director at The Legend, 650 AM WSM. Ready to join these raving fans? I'm so thankful for Music Master and the team for helping us grow our station into what it is today. Never stop learning. Music Master's educational webinars have helped us to become excellent music schedulers. Visit musicmaster.com today. I cannot thank the Music Master team enough. Hey there, Kipper here with a marketing tip. You want some station merch, but you don't have the budget? Just check out Radio Swag Shop. Yeah, they make it, they sell it, you promote it, then just sit back and collect the profit. Check out Radio Swag Shop forward slash Kipper. That's Radio Swag Shop, one word, forward slash Kipper, or just click the link in the show notes. Your bottom line and your GM will thank you. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwood On Demand. We are with a great thought leader, one of the best and brightest, Brian Wright. Brian, what's one thing you know now that you really wish you knew way back when you got that first job in radio? Wow. Yeah. And that was back in 1977. Uh, I, I remember that I, uh, was, was at a convention, went to the wrong convention and was looking for where the cars were. So I asked a guy in this one room where there's all kinds of trucks and banners and billboards and stuff, where are all the cars? And he said, probably in the parking garage. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm at the wrong place. And so I started to walk away and I was a junior in high school. And he said, hey, excuse me, but have you ever thought about getting into radio? And I said, absolutely not. I'm going to uh, go to the University of Wisconsin on a scholarship. I'll get drafted by the Green Bay Packers, play 15 years there, and then retire. He goes, man, that's that's a plan, but if you don't get that, call me sometime, and I'd like to get you into radio. And long story short, he was such a wonderful gentleman. He just passed away recently, and his name is Ron Tietzort. Just a wonderful, wonderful guy. Mm -hmm. And the one thing he told me, he said, one thing you won't realize about this is how much writing you're going to have to do as in typing, keyboarding, and all of those things. And, yep. and he was right. I mean, in, in those early days, why you were writing all the time. And as a media consultant, the amount of writing that I do is, you know, it's way beyond what anybody may think. So had I known that, I would have gone back and in high school, maybe paid a little bit more attention as to what I was doing. 
and maybe taken keyboarding or something like that. I know it sounds completely out of kilter, but uh, that was the one primary thing. And the, and right along with that was, is that you have to think about your listeners. Ron taught me at a very early age as not someone on a spreadsheet, but someone that's walking on main street, mm-hmm. someone who's not theoretical, but these people, these are real individuals that actually hear what you're doing and take that seriously, you know? So uh, uh, those are the two things, not monumental, but in my life, they were anyway. Great stuff. Our thanks to Brian Wright. That was terrific. You'll find links to Brian's complete bio, his blog, and more all in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. As always, our thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber and associate producer Hannah B for handling the booking. And coming up next... Buckeyes, George Strait, and Jesus. What do these three all have in common? I'm Skip Mahaffey of K-Love, and we'll discuss that on the next Brand With On Demand. That's a wrap, Kipper. Clearly define your goals. I mean, really define them. That's what we'll be talking about in the One Minute Mark Magazine. Find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide.